I'm Tyler. I'm JT. I'm Craig. And we're breaking down another horror movie on Scared Smithless. Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Not time for one more story. I bid you welcome. Sometimes that is better. He came home. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I see dead people. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. What an excellent day for an exorcism. On today's episode, we're breaking down the Paramount Plus Streaming 2021 sequel to the Paranormal Activity franchise, Next of Kin. Is it really a sequel, though? No, it's not. This podcast is still sponsored by Modern Realty. For all of your real estate needs. That's right. Reach out to Mitzi or Terry today in the central Indiana area, where you will receive a home. Top-notch customer service. That are definitely not haunted. Yeah, they could be. You never know. It could be a That's true. And a home or a servant's quarters. Boy, for a paranormal activity movie, I expected this one to be a little more paranormal. Par- paranormally? Active. Or related yeah. to any of the other ones? Yeah, it's really not. Wasn't, there was nothing paranormal. No. There, that, no, no, no nothing. That's, that's well, one of the best descriptions I saw was, there's a good movie in this movie, but then they added paranormal activity into it. Yeah, that's probably fair. And interestingly, uh, with this movie, this is a little different today. We, uh, John Tell and I saw this movie together. Craig, who had a surgery. Yes, he's fine. I'm sorry. If anybody was wondering, he's, he's good. Yeah. But he did not watch this movie, so he's kind of coming in uh, Blind. fresh. Yeah. He's actually in your position. Unless you've audience. seen this movie. Yep. I'm so. hoping some of our audience members have at least heard of this movie. And for those of you... That, remember our last episode, and we promised you Insidious Chapter 2, we're sorry. Get over yourself. Things happen, things come up, life happens, and then uh, we actually did get several requests for this movie that just came out just recently, I think just a couple months ago, maybe, last month. What determines, like, what makes next of kin? Like, who who is my next of kin? Do you, is that my sibling or is like is that like a how does that work do next, people still talk that way next of kin, kin i sure think they, it's like sure they do next, an amish country so like if you're not married it would be like your parents would be your next of kin uh if you're married it would be your spouse am i right so who's kin well i know one way to find out barbie's husband oh <laughs> okay we kill we kill john tell and wait for the lawyers to tell us there you go we'll find out real quick yep huh. oh yep it's your mother. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. That's going to be on your tombstone. It was his mom. <laughs> Next to Ken. Yeah. Uh, we could Google it, or we could just kill someone and find out. That. Yes. Oh, who they're next to Ken. Right. Yep. Well, I'm just going to go looking at a, bo- a butchery. It's French. <laughs> it's a lot It's a lot better than obituary, which sounds like a curse So word. like we said, this was um, released... I don't think this got a theatrical release. I it think did. It was Thanks to COVID, it was released straight to streaming. Directly to streaming on Paramount+. Plus. They have to be making a killing with that. Uh, you guys are going to disagree with me, I'm sure. Especially John Tell. But I actually, I, I didn't, I kind of like this movie. Did you see that goat 
Oh yeah, there's a I just, goat. No, I mean like the goat in the when you look at the cover. If you look at it from a certain angle, it's a goat. Yeah, it looks like a. Like oh, a I see it. Devil. No, that's a that's a devil, devil with horns. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Black Philip. Oh yes. Do you want to live it deliciously? What's that also? <laughs> what was that awful? The Vavitch. The Vavitch. Yes. Also known as the what? Witch. Wait, wait. wait. Black Why was it That's spelled racist. like that? Why was it spelled like that? Because it's old timey. Yeah, it's, it's old timey. Because they didn't have W's on the on the printer, so they yeah, just used two V's. Why is that letter V's. not called double V? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Because it's pronounced double U. I love that they U- called him Black w- w- Philip. W- <laughs> not Philip. <laughs> you you staring at him, you knew that he was black. Not a, again, we're not talking about a person. What if you're blind, John Tell? We're talking about what if you're a, blind? A literally an animal. Right, but I feel like if you have messed up cones in your eyes, you can at least see white and black. But if you're blind, you can't feel it and say, Oh, yep, he's definitely black. Yeah, but don't even call him just call him Philip. You can't even <laughs> What if what if there are two Phillips? Yeah. You gotta differentiate. But if and you're blind, hear, yes, yes. If you're blind, it doesn't matter which Philip you're touching. And why but you're it touching. matters if you're calling one of them that, they know who you're talking to. Yeah. Right. Black Philip and Philip. Right. <laughs> Black Philip and Philip. <laughs> why can't it be White Philip, Chantel? Why can't it be Black Philip and White Philip? Black Philip, the other one can just go as Philip. Oh, that's true. They, By the same token, you could have a White Philip. Okay, yeah. you're Phillip. still blind. You can't see either of these goats. Or sheep, damn it. <laughs> what is black? I think they call that Negro in Spanish. <laughs> So that's not how I've heard it pronounced. Negro. I just found out blue is azul. It sounds like a sounds like a demon. A, like a zazel from Time Is On oh, My Side. What you know what it sounds that? like? <laughs> Only Zool. <laughs> oh yeah. So this got um, produced by Jason Blum and Oren Pelly, who created the original Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, okay. So, so he did Blumhouse have some involvement with it. From? Yeah. Okay. Jason Blum. Yep. Um, reviews for this movie weren't great. Let's see. Bueller. Three out of ten. Paranormal boredom. (laughs) (laughs) Super clever. What an idiot. So, paranormal boredom, they elaborate? I just stared at the screen and it was white. (laughs) My my rating of paranormal activity next to Ken lands on a generous three out of ten stars. It had potential but fell into the slump of being just another run-of-the-mill paranormal activity movie. See, I disagree. It was not like the other paranormal activity movies. I mean, it was kind of the found footage, but did you notice a couple times? I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Oh. It didn't look like it was someone recording someone. It just looked like normal footage. Right. Normal filming. Who's recording this? They were being generous, Tyler. They give them three. So, yeah. What are you going to do? Let's see. Another three out of ten. Bored and lost interest. Yeah, I could see that. It just drug on. There's a lot of just, I'm going to do this. Oh, we shouldn't do that. Oh, we're going to go do this anyway. Like, But it it didn't have the same uh, scare that the first few had. This one says, the film took far too long to become interesting. Almost an hour goes by before anything really interesting happens. Within that first hour, you get implied happenings using camera editing, but that's it. Here's was a uh, 2 out of 10. The film was terrible. I kept <laughs> forgetting I was watching a horror movie. It was bad. Ouch. Well, here's a little more generous. 6 out of 10. Ooh. It was all right. <laughs> Man. Thanks. Glowing. Thanks for uh, for not taking up too much of the page there. They must have thought they had a word count. 
Was yeah. there any slander amongst the Amish on here? Uh, I didn't see any. I was curious. Like, Two out of ten. I didn't see anything paranormal in this movie. An absolute waste of time. Eh, I don't think it was a waste of time. See, this is where you guys are going to disagree with me. I actually, there were some of this I, I liked. I'm actually kind of a fan of the slow burn, which I kind of felt this was. You know, you just have to be patient. I heard that the uh, the demon in this was fairly interesting anyway. Yeah. Well, I guess. The demon part. <clears throat> Even then, that whole thing took forever. They really did their job on, hey, let's... I don't know if this is a money grab. It had to have been because it, it wasn't even related to the other paranormal activities. And they That's the only reason open. I can think of that they went with the paranormal activity name. I mean, you really could have just given this its own name. You could have called it... And then made its own sequel, made yeah. its own franchise. Yeah. What would you have called it, though? If it wasn't... All right, so... Amish country. Delete... Paranormal from from your minds. What what are you naming this? Amish gone wild. Oh, oh gosh, I would totally watch that. Brum Springer. Ru- oh okay. Wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing to do with paranormal activity, <laughs> nor does it have anything to do with the wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> Kin folk are us. They could have just called it too soon, to John Till. Oh yes, perfect. Yep. That Why didn't we that, think of that? That would have been perfect. Next of kin. So, let's go ahead and get into this. So the, the basic premise is this idea that... Bernie Mac's revenge. A, 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 <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Guess who's coming to dinner? Two. <laughs> yes. Oh, it has Bernie Mac in it? No. <laughs> yes. Hey. I will pay top dollar to watch this movie. <laughs> You've already got me a Bernie Mac and he's not even in it. I'm just like... <laughs> Wait, didn't he die? Like the only part of that makes Mac it even more paranormal. Yeah, he did die. The pneumonia. Almost That's sad. Um, I loved him. But like the only part of Bernie Mac being in this would be like the end credit where his son decided to become a co-producer to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bernie Mac at the end. To Bernie, in loving memory of Bernie Mac. <laughs> He's from Southside Chicago. He knows nothing of the Amish life. <laughs> and he comes back as a ghost and says, "Don't put my name on that crap." <laughs> <laughs> I ain't scared of you both. <laughs> oh, that's great. So the whole premise of this movie, Craig, and those out there that are listening that haven't watched it yet, is this girl, this young woman, is been adopted from birth. She actually looks like Gabby Petito. And she, I disagree. You know, if you, you make her hair blonde, you look at those pictures. Yeah, yeah, but the main thing you notice about that girl is her blonde hair, and this girl clearly doesn't have blonde hair. Right, but mm-hmm. if she had blonde hair, the face is close. She just looks like a petite white girl. Not every petite white girl looks like Gabby Petito. <laughs> We're not going to be. Oh my God, it's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. You Malcolm in middle. It was my rest in peace too soon or just bringing her up too soon. <laughs> we do want her to rest in peace. <laughs> By the way, you guys are welcome. You heard it here first. We want credit. So this young woman was adopted at birth and we start off that she and her friend Chris are making a documentary because she has recently come into contact. It kind of talks about it through social media um, with a friend of a friend that she finds out as a blood relative of hers. So she's at a diner um, with her friend Chris, and they're videotaping her and kind of talking about making this documentary about her getting to meet her blood relatives for the first time. So, she doesn't know anything about her family other than someone left her on the doorstep of the hospital when she was born. So so what you're saying is she heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend? No. Who heard it from a friend? No. Right. I heard it from a friend. 
No, so she got like lost in a dice game. I guess her mom was to put her up as the top bet during that whole fiasco, and she lost the child, and then the guy that won the child dropped it off in a fighter. How do you win a child? Craig, dice. Dice? Dice is a crazy game. <laughs> we talked about that in the last episode. Did she episode. lose the child to Ashy Larry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess we did do that. Yeah. Dice, dice is universal. Dice can be a cruel mistress. <laughs> Ooh, and just like that, Ashy Larry is eliminated. So she's meeting, uh, She's meet, she meets this man, shows up at the diner. His name is Samuel, and it comes to find out he is from an Amish family, but he is on Rumspringa, which is the rite of passage for all Amish youth when they turn 18, I believe. They spend a year out in the secular world. Oh, English world. It right. sounds so like... And guilty. after a year, they can choose to come back to the Amish lifestyle where they will remain for the rest of their life, or... They can remain outside of the Amish community, which is what keeps the Amish community from seeming like a cult, I guess, because they it truly is their choice. Once they come back as an adult, it's their choice to come back. However, if they choose not to come back, I don't know if shun is the right word, but they, they basically they can't come. If they choose to stay out, they can't come back and visit. Right. They can't even come back to visit their families. Um, <laughs> now, I, I wonder if it's like, like, like how serious that is, like. I still see Amish, like, you know, in Walmarts and Kroger and whatnot. But but it's like, if they see them in a store, can they still talk to them? Or are they just not supposed to associate with them at all? Yeah, I think they're supposed to. I, I believe they're supposed to. They're supposed to turn and go the opposite right. directions? or I think no, so. No, I'm not doing all That's that. That's weird. No. You made your own decision. No, I, I, I'll probably still, like, you know, give you a head nod and say, hey, you know. No, but, but then you would get shunned, too. <laughs> so. See, now, is, is this considered, is the Amish considered a religion, or is it just... It's, it's a way of life, Craig. Is it... I know it's a way of life. It's a... Uh, but is it... Is it's it, kind of like a Kuna Matata, Craig. No, because I think most of them are, are, like, Christian. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's a German sect, though. Okay. Right. I never really understood, because, you know, then when I, was, when I was thinking of, you know... I learned about Rumspringer years ago when I watched this movie called Sex Drive. Yes. That's exactly that's what I All first. everything John Tell knows about the Amish community, he learned from the movie Sex Drive. So, I mean, I, I can't say much because everything I know about the Amish movie, I learned from the movie Witness. Oh, yeah. Oh, with Tim Allen and... No. Nope. Nope. What movie is that? That's a... Uh, For richer or poor. Yep. I guess Sir, I learned a little bit from that Who's movie. that woman? Kirstie Alley? Yeah, that's who it is. My wife loves to decide if she wants to be fat or not. Yes. To cover that movie. Well, uh, well it's I'm, not a horror movie, John. I, I don't care. I'm watching it anyway. <laughs> Tim Allen's the best. You go ahead. <laughs> he got caught on a on, on an airplane one time back before he became famous. It was in an airport. Yeah. What was, what was it like like five pounds beard. of blue? Yeah. Hey, the, the, hey, the, that's the American dream, though. And a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it in his mustache, too? Probably. You know what, though? He learned his he lesson, was, and he turned his life around. I mean, look at Robert Downey Jr. Yep. He was Iron Man. He Emilio. still is Iron Man. Emilio Estevez. Emilio. What is his real name? I think it is his name, real name. No parent names their kid Emilio. Except Emily. for every kid named Emilio. <laughs> Emily Sheen. I guess I'm doing my Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw an O to the end of this bad boy. I thought Charlie's name sucked, but then I found out his name was Emily. Is this the origins of of a boy named Sue? 
<laughs> Chuck. <laughs> we get to watch the footage that she has of, does she know it's her mother? It's a woman that's pretty clear it's her mother leaving her outside of a hospital. It's the security footage, like CCTV. One of those convenient security footage. Yeah, well, I mean, people it's the kept front door for, of a hospital. So for how many years? But, I mean, you would, that's believable. You'd think there'd be a security camera at the entrance of a hospital. Well, you'd think so, but from that long ago, well, it wouldn't have been recorded over? Well, I'm saying they probably got a, a, a copy of it. Well, I, I know, but they use the same tapes over and over and over to save money. Well, they could have copied that one onto something and given it to their family. I guess they could have. That's the only... That's the I'm only trying to punch holes in this, Tyler. <laughs> All right, first off... It's going to be easy for you, so let me have this for okay. The fire department's paid by the taxpayer, so they have an infinite amount of tapes because the taxpayer pays for it, right? Really? In this economy? <laughs> <laughs> so... She meets uh she, she her and her cameraman, which is her. It's not her boyfriend. I don't. I didn't get the. I thought boyfriend. they were dating at first with us, but I kind of went so. on. I think, I think they're think just they're... friends. And then they have a sound guy that's coming with them that they've never met before. Who's um, he's the comic relief of the movie. Let's just say they have a very tasteful relationship. <laughs> yeah, I love he, that uh, term, tasteful. <laughs> he's he's kind of a goofy stoner kind of guy. Is this the guy that's asked to break into something? He's like, oh yeah, because I'm black. No, no, oh, oh, that's no, 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 that does Chris. happen, though. <laughs> so did. the girl's name is Margot. Her friend that's the kind of the documentarian is Chris. And then I believe Dale is the name of their sound guy. DJ, oh, yeah, DJ. I was a DJ. So they fly out to where Samuel, who's the family member that she met, they fly out to where he's from, which is an Amish farm. What's the With dude? Samuel. So they, they all go out there together. They arrive at the farmhouse at night. And Samuel says, wait in the car. He goes up to the house, and there's a little boy that comes out that recognizes him. I believe this is Samuel's little, little brother. He's like, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And then a man comes out. He was, I think, the only actor I recognized in this movie. I didn't know who that man was. A doll's eyes. That's who he looked like. Tim Nowicki. Oh. You know why I know him? He plays the head coach of the opponent in a state championship game of remember the titans is that really who that is (laughs) that racist piece of (laughs) no 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 no, no. the guy in the the very last game he only has like two lines i don't know why you know what i was just thinking of water boy (laughs) that's i was thinking of the the coach that kicked him off the team that's who i was thinking of i'm like that's not him so this that's a great this first meeting doesn't go well samuel gets back in the car and is like uh he talks to jacob who's the like patriarch of the family out here and you can't hear what they're saying but it doesn't look like it's a pleasant conversation so samuel gets back in the van and says "Uh, i got bad news so it cuts to them in their hotel apparently Jacob was like, yeah, we're not going to have people on camera out here. There's nothing to see here. I don't really know why they thought this would work. <laughs> Just Imagine, pulling you know, up. I'm going to fly across the country on the off chance that this Amish family lets me and my friends video document what's going on. But I, I feel it like. seem to make sense. In an Amish. Right, home. but like, like we're privileged as uh, heathens. Right. Maybe sense. she just thought because I'm family, maybe they'll Wait, make what an exception. What do they exception. call us? What do they call us? English. English. So, yes, we get our first jump scare when yes. uh, they the hear a noise in the restroom of the... It's, it must be a motel, because I think it leads right outside. They hear a noise in, in the restroom, and uh, the little boy's head pops up in the window. It's Eli, the little boy from um, the farmhouse. And mm. so it cuts to them, back at the farmhouse. Jacob, 
is very grateful that they brought Eli back. So apparently Eli like followed him into town or something. I can't be that far away because this kid's not very old. And right. So they bring him back to the farmhouse, and because Jacob is appreciative of them bringing Eli back safely, he agrees to let them stay for a couple days. Hmm. It seemed like a so like, the. Yeah. Samuel's got his own room, obviously, because he lives here. And then you've got Margot, Chris, and Dale sharing a bedroom. Okay. So we're setting, so now we're setting we're the scene here. Set up. This is how they end up at this Amish house. So they're they're filming things, and things seem, you know, obviously fish out of water for them a little bit. But they're learning a little bit about the family. Margot's obviously just wanting to know more and more about her family. Her mother, we know her name was Sarah. And to her knowledge, Sarah died. And this is what is left of her biological family. No power tools. Uh, the the Beelers, that's their name. The Beeler Farm. That's Beeler. 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 Remember that? Right. The, the, <laughs> stupid music. The first night they're at the house, um, Chris wakes Margo up, or vice versa, in the middle of the night. And if they, it's, it's snowing. It's winter time. Um, they look out into the woods, which are way out across the property, and they can see five or six torches. Yeah, dots of light, which they figure are torches walking into the woods. So that's obviously unusual, and they don't know what that's for. They ask the next morning, they ask Samuel what that might have been, and he said, well, there's been uh, reports of bears. He said, I'll, I'll show you around. We'll, we'll go walk around. Um, there's been reports of bears in the area, um, and I think a cow was attacked by a bear. So he said that was what you saw was probably a hunting party uh. going after the bear. How many? What really? You're going after a bear? <laughs> in the Why? Of the night? Yeah, that that doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah, that's what they tell him. So and so they let him have a generator here, right? No, right. Well, they have to for their camera for, and stuff. God, but they're running off the uh, car battery. I'm pretty sure, right? How, or the uh, van battery. No, you'll find out a lot of, uh, this is very, very prototypical, horrible decisions that lead to not good things. Like, these are the ones that don't bother me too much psychologically, because I'm like, yeah, I would have never been in that position. Not only would I have not gone out here, but you're just making a series of poor choices that could have easily been avoided. It's kind of like the guys in Life of Luxury. Right, exactly. <laughs> Why are you there? Yes. It's not quite on that level, but it's it's not far off. Shout out to our boys. Keep yeah. doing your thing. I've never seen that movie. It's not a movie. You've it's seen it's it. a it's YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You did show me that. Yeah. They just go to random houses. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so Margot is um, on, on making the documentary. Chris is filming her, and she's walking to different members of the family, asking them questions. And they're kind of cryptic about any time Sarah gets brought up, Margot's mother. She ends up in a like a barn, and there's a little girl playing with a doll, and she's trying to talk to the little girl. She's probably, I don't know, four or five years old, and she says, what's your doll's name? And she says, it's Sarah. And she said, well, that's a very pretty name. That was my mother's name. And she said, did you know my mother used to live here? And the little girl says, she's still here, and she doesn't like you. Right, first well, off, I don't like kid, you either. You don't even know me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't me. even know me. <laughs> right. Margot's heard strange noises at night. Uh, the first night they were there, she heard noises up in the attic, or up on the, uh, above them, and they're upstairs, so it must be coming from the attic. What was that? Um, well, that never even got explained. She, she uh, oh, I know what you mean. She, uh, she asked Samuel what that was, and, and he says, I, I don't know, it's just an old house. He said, it actually used to be your mother's room, but now we just use it for storage. It was your mother's room before we There's kicked also, her out. There's also, we find out, a, a door 
that they don't know where it goes, but it's the only door upstairs that's like padlocked shut. Always a good sign. Yeah. The next night, Margot wakes up in the middle of the night and she's hearing noises above her again. And when she walks out into the hallway to investigate, she notices the door that's locked is unlocked and it's stairs leading up to the attic. So, you know, like any normal, rational thinking person, she decides to take the camera and just go up there by herself. Well, yeah, that makes sense to me. Moron, you're a moron, you're a moron. <laughs> yeah. I know where you're laughing. Um, she ends up looking around. She finds um, there, there's a made bed up there with a doll on it. She finds a dresser with clothes in it, and underneath um, the clothes in one of the drawers is a like a tin. Um, she opens it up. She finds a note in there from Sarah, so her mother, and it, it basically says... I'm not going to stay here. You people are monsters. I can't believe you're trying to take my baby away. So Margo's obviously very concerned with this. As she's putting uh, it away, she notices a like a door, a small hatch behind the dresser. So she moves the dresser out of the way, and it leads into a, a secret part of the attic where she goes. And this part actually looks like an actual attic that's used for like storage. And on one of the walls, she notices these this drawing of, she can't really tell, it looks like a... Almost like a bear with horns or something. It wasn't, yeah. a, it wasn't a goat? No. Some, something, yeah, something to avoid. Like okay, Man, bear was, pig. There you go. <laughs> yes. Does your father now, have hooves where his feet should be? <laughs> she comes back up. and she, she hears Jacob at the bottom of the stairs call up. And so she runs back into the, the bedroom and she um, hides underneath the bed. And she's got the camera still and she's showing the camera out from under the bed. And uh, so she can see Jacob. Obviously, he can't see her because it's dark. And Jacob looks scared, like he's seeing something. And he turns and says something in German and hurries back down the stairs. And so Margot's laying quietly on the bed. And we see above her the, the mattress like kind of sink. Yeah. Like you would, like you would see, like someone's laying on top of the bed. Right, right, right. So she slowly holds the camera up over the bed and we don't see anything on the bed so she slides out and looks out the window and in the reflection of the window she sees something that spooks her it's like a face or something but you don't get a good look at it that that actually that was that was that was pretty scary i thought that was a pretty effective sounds like good a good setup i mean it was now when you see something like that when you experience something like that i'm out of here Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no we're way I'm packing. staying. It's time to go. And we're leaving. I don't yep. even care that you're my next of kin at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got your own yep. things. There's a, there's a couple other parts. Um, there's a really weird dinner scene, I think, when they first get there. So this I, I might have gotten ahead of ourselves. There's a dinner scene where, yeah, they pray in German, and then the children come out and sing to them while they all pound on the table, like, so, rhythmically. Yeah, so, that so, was so weird. They're, they're, they're praying in German, and they don't speak German, correct? The kids? Well, they speak. They speak English. Right. But they're praying in German? So uh, you, you the don't patriarch, know? yeah, the Jacob. So you don't know what he's saying? Correct. Okay. Something so. referencing the Third Reich, I, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> right. But again, when that's going on, I'm like, hey, guys, we need to reconsider being here because we are way out of our depth. Did he say something uh, about Hitler? Was that German? And why are they no. pounding on the table? I am completely and totally uncomfortable with this. I, I, I think we should leave. Not all me. Germans were Nazis, John Tell. Oh, I just spoke like 9% of them were Nazis. Margo, I know this is your family and you've never met a biological relative before, but who okay. cares? That, you need to get over yourself. It doesn't really right. matter. That number can't be right. You have an adopted family <laughs> that obviously cares enough about you to put you to college and you have friends. It seems like you have a lot going for you. So why, why even go metal? Right. 
I understand you wanted to meet them, but when weird stuff starts happening, there's no reason for us to still be here. And I'm, if I'm ever at a at, at anyone's home where I'm eating food with chicken, maybe a little bit of hot sauce on the side, and you start banging on the table, I'm going to be very angry because at some point, it's going to fall off the table, my food. Or you're just losing your focus. Yeah, I'm, I can't even enjoy this chicken now because you're right. playing free five full fun. Four letters. On this delicious food. G-T-F-O. Oh, they're going to say stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. I mean, there's another scene where Chris has to go outside at night in the middle of the night because their, their generator goes out. Uh, we get a jump scare here where he sees the little boy again standing right next to him when he starts the generator back up. But he's he's in his skivvies. Yeah, I guess the kids he was, sleep. Yeah, yeah. then uh, Jacob and his wife come out and take Eli back inside. And Jacob tells Chris that he was sleepwalking. Sure. Somehow sleepwalkers always kind of freak me out. If you, even if you're sleepwalking, wouldn't you wake up when you hit like snow. sub-zero temperatures? Right. You think so? Unless your dream is you're in a snow. Narnia. That you right. Just that you just bit into a pepper York peppermint patty. <laughs> yeah. Then that guy gets stuck up on the mountain. <laughs> Every forever. and the only thing I have to eat is the York peppermint patty, which every time I take a bite, it puts me back on top of the mountain. <laughs> so good, awesome. so delicious, though. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> After Margot finds the, uh, the, after her experience up in the attic. Leave. Just right. go. The next day, she decides to do an interview with Jacob. Sits him in front of the camera. And she starts asking him questions about Sarah. He explains. We find out that he is Sarah's father. It didn't really explain that till this point. I, I kind of assumed it was, but this officially says it. So this Jacob, I guess, would be Margot's grandfather. He says that Sarah was very rebellious. Um, she had some, I think he just calls them issues. We tried to help her, uh, but she didn't listen to us. She ended up get, uh, going into town and getting pregnant. Yeah. From issues. Some, some boy from town. She wouldn't tell us who it was. Issues is polite for writing on the wall with your feces. That's disgusting. So, because Margot <laughs> confronts him with the letter um, that she found up in the attic. And I would have been like, why are you... Looking around in places you don't Right. First be. of all, you are lucky I even let you in my house and now you're snooping around. Right. Like, stop. Just go. Get so she's upset because obviously she was the product of Sarah's pregnancy. She's like, so you made my mother give me up. Well, we did because Mary, we don't believe in uh, child. Uh, we don't, yeah, we don't believe in childbirth out of wedlock. Well, I'm right here. So we. <laughs> so he said, we, we made her give you up for adoption. To a married family from town. Drug dealers. Great family, though. Got <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> How they came about it is open to interpretation. That is their business, and we're Amish. We don't ask questions. We speak German, though. Lahayim. <laughs> yeah, like Rumspringer. Lahayim. What is that? What um, language is that? I'm pretty sure it's not German. I think that's... No, that has to be something with Jew, Judaism. Lahayim. Mazel tov. Yes. It depends on how you say it. If, so, if you hawk it in the back of your throat, then it's Jewish. Instead of Sarah giving up her uh, baby to a married couple, she within, so it wasn't even from town. According to this, she was. Uh, they were going to have Sarah give up her baby to a married couple within the group. But. Meaning within the family. But instead, Sarah abandoned her baby at the hospital. Oh, That's how Margo ended up there. She got up in a dice game. She was 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven, and the hand got hot, and she was like, hmm, this is the only thing I have left, but I've been on a roll. 
And everybody's cheering her name, telling her, like, you got this, sir. You got this, girl. As she literally was on his last leg. <laughs> As she literally. <laughs> she broke her dice, crapped out, and the fire department. It was like the fire marshal that she was going against. So Margot is very much struggling with this and feels that it was incredibly oppressive for her mother to have had to go through that. Um, well, she had a gambling addiction. So. <laughs> well, and in reality, too, I mean, this is that's their way of life. True. You know what I mean? Should they abandon? Even Samuel says they've lived on this farm for 200 years, and obviously things we find out later, it kind of makes this null and void. But, I mean, I understand that she's upset, but at the same time, like, this is just how, this is how it works. This is the, the Amish way. They don't believe in those things. It's not like they were going like, to kill right. the baby. It, you know, they just didn't, it didn't follow their beliefs and ideals and honestly she got she got a fair trade she got blessed in the sense right. of like I, so i mean are we ignoring i guess we just ignore the fact that sarah went against the ways right which i mean hey you'll get your chance just deal with it a little longer and you'll have rum springer and get out of here yeah really? you can get that'll be the end of it you can get contorted any way you want so sarah's been presumed dead <laughs> this whole time but for for whatever reason here, Margot just has this feeling that she's that her mother's still alive. Um, Chris gets some drone footage of kind of the area that they live in, and as he's he's kind of got the drone flying over a forest, he sees out in this clearing, like a mile away from the house, there's a, like a church sitting all by itself, nothing nothing near it except it's just this clearing in the woods. There's a church. Now, is this all the family doing this? Is that did that family build that church? Or is it other Amish people in the community? No, I think it's just them. Oh. It says they've been here for 200 years, so. Okay. To... So they, uh, so Margot and Chris and Dale go out to the woods um, to find this church. And when they do, there is a uh, German words written on the front of it, which they can't interpret. And we never get it, but I actually found this here. That phrase that's written on the church is, So wait, nicht waiter, which what? Uh, cryptically translates to this far. No further. Okay. So wait, Nick Wither. So like with the Wither. Please did stop I, trying to I say, say it with correctly. Please, please, please stop. Wait, how do you say So right, right, you Wither. You're embarrassing yourself. I'm I, I am And all German, German people. I'm not German. I'm black. We're sorry, Germany. Yes. Ich liebe dich. So they're getting ready to uh, to go in. It's a big, uh, what do you call those that you put in front of the door to lock it? <laughs> oh, uh, like, like a brace of some kind, like a cross brace. Right. Before they can pick the lock to get into the church, Jacob shows up and basically says, you can't go in there. Oh, he's big mad. Oh, yeah, he's upset. You know, they're like, well, what if we go in there uh, just without the cameras? We don't film anything. He says, no, you can't go in there. Uh, they go inside and they're uh, people making dinner. And so they're all kind of walking around. Filming just people making dinner. Chris sees an old woman sitting over in a corner, and she's peeling potatoes. And when he goes over to film her looking out the window, he puts his camera down on her peeler. She's holding a potato, but with the peeler, she is literally slicing chunks of her hand, her own hand off. Why? Don't know. But they get people over to help her, and it's just basically chalked up to she's got dementia or something. Good lord. That was a... That was... I wasn't expecting that. That's disgusting. Yeah, that night, uh, Margot and, and Chris hear noises coming from the barn, so they sneak out to the barn and find members of the family sacrificing, not sacrificing, their, there's a goat that I guess is giving birth, and when they, you can't really see it because they're up above in the loft looking down, and when they, when the goat is born, 
uh, the baby goat has two heads. Um. <laughs> yeah. That never made sense. So then they, they kill it. I think, again, it doesn't show this. It just kind of shows you get kind of, um. That's double the meat. Blocked man. view of what they, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's profit right there. You get four goat eyes. Right. Imagine that. You can make a killing in India. <laughs> so then, uh, the, they, that night they watched the family walking out into the woods again. So they assume, they've deduced at this point, that they're going out to that church. That's where they're going with their torches at night, and they really want to find out what's going on. So the next day, all of the family goes into town, except for Samuel. They leave Samuel out at the house to keep an eye on the English. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Margot, Chris, and Dale. Margot and Chris use Dale as a distraction to get Samuel's attention for a while, and Margot and Dale uh, sneak off into the woods back to the church. They get into the church. There's not much there except for a big, I mean, it almost looks like a pulpit, but like a as big around as like a desk. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a better example. Altar? Yeah, I guess. It's kinda, it kind of looks like a... It's it, big, though. Yeah. And they they slide it out of the way, and there's a big door underneath it. So when they pull the trap door up, they find, is it a well? Or is it a pit? They call it a well? Yeah, I, it's a pit. So it's a dungeon. A dungeon pit. And it, it goes, it's it's very deep. They drop a... Uh, Some sort of rock. Yeah, no. they drop a rock down there, and it's it's very, very deep. They find a uh, pulley first, system I'm good. with a harness, and they realize that's what it's for, is to lower people down into this pit. So they're... Hard pass. They're putting together that whatever these deformed goat animals they're throwing down in this pit. There you go, Craig. Look at that. No? No. No, I'm good. No, there's definitely there's definitely something down there. That was so like they, a monster's throat. They had to dig that, right? Yeah, that's a that sarlacc pit. Yeah, that's a sarlacc pit. That's a baby sarlacc. What? What? Wait, what's that? What? What's that? It's from Star Wars. Oh, where yeah, the, the Boba thing Fett gets eaten. Yeah. yeah. So Margot decides she's going to put the harness on and have Chris lower her down into the pit. Don't excellent idea. Do that. You're you're dumb. Whatever happens to you from this point, that's on you. You're Actually, you coming to this bother these people, that was also on you. I don't know that there's an amount of money you could pay me to go down there. No. Nope. One of the things, they find some more drawings on the floor um, up in the, I'm going to call it a church, even though I don't think that's what it actually is. And they find a another picture that's similar to the one that Margot found in the attic on the wall, as Modius is written on it, which we find out is a demon. So... They Prince lower, of demons. Yeah, so Margo gets lowered down into this <laughs> pit, and it opens up at the very bottom to basically like a cavern, it looks like. She starts hearing noises. Yeah, some like kinda, some sort of snarling and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, so she, uh, this is a this is obviously a very tense scene. She has Chris, he raises her back up, so nothing actually happens. You know, up to this so, point, only one paranormal thing has occurred. So I know, we're, I, I know we're past this already, but there's, there's a, a pulley system. Apparently goes all the way down to the bottom of this thing, right? Nice. And you don't think to strap one of your cameras to it first. Oh, right. Duh. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Why would you not just like lower the camera down in there and, and look then you can, that way? And then once it's down, you can kind of turn the rope slowly. Yeah. And just look and, around. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then determine panoramic. whether or not you're going to yeah. dangle your feet down there yeah, for am something. I gonna, am I going to get eaten if I go down here? <laughs> Oh, our camera just went complete static. I'm not going down. I mean, cameras aren't cheap, right. but they're cheaper than your well, legs. She, she takes a camera down there with her, so. 
But what else are we going to strap to this to this rope to lower the camera down? She wanted real footage. So they're they're reviewing the footage that she got down there. We uh, obviously don't see anything, but the noises she's heard, she's they're they're like, well, it sounds like some kind of animal. So whatever it is, obviously this is very very strange, even if it's just animals that they're throwing down here. So this is where things really take a turn for the worse. The next day, the battery in their van is completely dead, which. I don't know how they didn't know this was going to happen. You're it's running a, a generator off of your car battery for like two straight days. Yeah, you're supposed to run a line over to the battery to recharge it as it's using it. Well, and the other thing, start your start your freaking car up. Let your van uh, run. Right, yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. What idiot. I probably would have just stayed out in the van if I were them. This is, as cold as it was, kept that thing on. This is John Tell's house right here. This is where, if you want to call it a twist... No. If you didn't already know things were completely nefarious, uh, they should have been out of here like probably two days ago. Yes. Packed Not up even. and gone, flown back home, we're done. So she goes into Jacob's room to snoop around, and well, obviously he's not in there. So she's looking around, and she finds a closet that's locked. And she looks around, and she finds keys, and she finds the key to the closet. She opens it up, and there's clothes hanging, obviously, in a closet. And she moves the clothes aside, and behind that is a desk. That has a laptop computer, a router, all kinds of electronic equipment. So she's looking on the computer. She's filming herself looking at the laptop. And she's scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And there's just all kinds of information about Margot, Like all of her her social media, where she lives, her address. Um, even like her, her class schedule from school is on here. All right. Is that, that bad though? That stuff's not oh, supposed to worse? be there. No. All right. Hear me out. What if she would have stumbled up on like a huge pornography collection? Would that, that would it, be better. Yes. That, all right. So, so yes. what she found was one hundred percent worse. Oh gosh. Oh yes. yeah. Oh. Okay. Put yourself in her shoes. You're you're someplace where you've never been before. No one knows you or is supposed to know you, and they have all this information digitally oh, about you. I guess that would be kind of that's weird. creepy, right? And obviously, of course, she gets all of this put away right before Jacob. And they're Amish, point. and they have electricity. At so this she, point. Well, well, right. I mean, do. you've got a, a working laptop and a router from these people that are obviously living off the grid. Right. So she takes Chris outside and talks about it. She's obviously realizes something is not right here. She says, they've got all my information. She goes, now I realize that Samuel finding me was not happenstance. It was not a coincidence. This was all planned out. They were looking for me. Margo's like, we have to leave. Chris is like, look, we don't have any way to leave right now. We don't have a car. We don't have a battery for the van. It's 30 miles to get into town. He goes, we're going to get the battery, and then we'll leave. As soon as we get it, we'll leave. So they have to stay one more night. That night, Margo wakes up. She's hearing noises outside of her room. She can't get Chris or Dale to wake up, so she Why, goes, though? Why? Were they drugged, or were yeah. they just in that deep of a sleep? Yes. Uh, yeah, I know. She is trying to get them awake. I thought they were dead. Thought, oh, yeah, maybe they've been drugged or something. I, I don't know. But... So she goes to the door, which is opened on its own. We don't see what it is, but something growls really loud and then drags her out of the room. Um, All right, so that's the second paranormal thing. Up to this point, there's only been two paranormal... Activities. Incidents. Right. <laughs> the next morning, Chris and Dale wake up, uh, find Margot standing, staring blankly out the window in the room, and her bed is completely covered in blood. Oh, that's disgusting. It's always a bad way to wake up. So they... Get the, uh, the the family, the doctor comes and checks on her, says, oh, she just needs rest. She had a very severe uh, menstrual cycle. 
I would say so. Yeah, right. So <laughs> is, is she still alive? <laughs> well, she is. She Thanks. lost she four was... quarts of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you so only Chris have five? Realize quart, well. <laughs> the doctor says just it's well, it's an whatever Amish doctor, probably someone from this family. And they're like, we need to take her to the hospital. Wouldn't and they're like, no, she just needs to rest. If her condition worsens, we'll take her to the hospital. But I'm questioning where you got your medical degree. <laughs> the barn over there? The, <laughs> I went to John Hopkins. The, the College of Mind Your Own Business. So Chris and Dale decide they're just going to start walking to try to get a ride back into town. Sure enough, by happenstance, a truck comes by and picks him up. It's a mail truck, and he says he'll give him a ride into town. This guy. They're talking about the Amish family. That they're staying with the Beeler farm. He's like, "Oh, you guys are staying out at the Beeler farm," and he's kind of surprised. And they say, "Yeah." And the mailman says, "I'm telling you, that's not an Amish family." And this guy, he says, "I've been delivering mail on this route for forty, 40 years. I know everybody yeah. in this area, and most of them are Amish, but the Beeler family is not Amish." Dum dum dum. And they owe me money, which is why I'm telling you this. They get a real homage would pay me. That's right. <laughs> they get to the uh, I don't know Auto Zone. Uh, they they use the employees, yeah, the computer, while the the employee is looking for their battery, and they use the internet to look up Asmodeus. Um, Asmodeus. That's <laughs> yeah, because Chris is like, we need to we need to get some more information on this and. And Dale's like, what do you want me to, what do you mean to look up fake Amish family? <laughs> All right. So he says, no, look up this, this figure. The only name he has is Asmodeus. Cause that's what they saw on the drawing. And, the, and it turns out. That's a stupid name, by the way. Asmodeus. As, what would you call that for short? Ass or Modius? Probably Modius. Asmo. As, Asmo. Yeah. Hey, Asmo. Come here. <laughs> Osmo's coming. <laughs> Chris and Dale use the store's computer and look up things on Asmodeus. And what they come to the conclusion of is that the Beeler Farm is a community of demon worshippers. Oh, well, that's not good. That's not a good thing Great. to find out. And I've been staying there for the last three days. And our friend is still there. We just left her. According yeah, to the myth, I'm reading this here. The Norwegian village of Beskitter oh. suffered a massacre. It was thought to be the work of Asmodeus, the prince of demons. They trapped the demon inside the body of one of their women, who okay. would now pass from mother to daughter in the bloodline. Nope, don't like that. Wait, is this true, or is this just what the movie says? That's what the, mo- what the movie says. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't done research on it, so I'm like, not sure. What do they got going on? So they realized that um, Sarah, Margot's mother, was subjected to the ritual sacrifice, and she was used to contain the demon god Asmodeus in her body. Ugh. And so they realize that they're this is they're trying to continue it with Margot, and that's why they lured them out here. So when they get back to the house, they they get the battery. Dale goes to fix the van. Chris goes inside to get Margot. Right, right. She's not there. All of their stuff in their room has been removed. He finds Samuel standing in a trance. Yeah, in the in the hallway. He says, "Don't go." Somewhere. Yeah, he says some very cryptic stuff and. The bell starts ringing. They can hear the bell ringing at the church out in the woods. I should so have that out tomorrow. Samuel says, stay in your room and <laughs> lock your door <laughs> until you hear the bell, until the bell stops ringing. So, and then Samuel leaves. And so Chris. By bell, I mean Taco Bell. <laughs> leaves. Really Chris well, runs out to the woods because he realizes, or he thinks that's where Margo's at. So when he goes out there, um, he sees the pit's been uncovered again. 
and he can hear Margot screaming from down to the bottom of the pit. Jacob appears with a shotgun, and um, there's, they have a scuffle before uh, Jacob can kill Chris. Falls into the- Yeah, he hits him in the... He hits... Chris hits Jacob in the head, knocks him off of him, and then Jacob slips in, down into the pit. Uh, without a harness, you, that's, you're dead. Oh, yeah. The pit of despair. For sure. Yeah. So Chris uh, lowers himself down into the pit to get Margot, finds Jacob's dead body at the bottom, and is following the noises he's hearing to a room down in this cavern where there is a, I don't know, some weird witch-looking woman. Yeah. It's performing some kind the of white ritual. Witch. That's what they call her. Yeah. White witch. On Margot, who's laying unconscious. Not the on one the ground. from Narnia, Craig. Oh, okay. So Chris knocks the woman away from Margot. This monstrous looking creature behind them seemingly comes to life and chases them back out um, of Gun. the hole. Right? Gun. It's, it's chained up, but they can hear it fighting against its chains in the distance. And so Chris hooks Mar- Margot up to the harness. Because Dale has arrived at this point, and he yells for Dale to, to crank the harness up, and he's waiting on Margot to make it to the top for them to lower it back down. <laughs> That's pretty tense. No thanks. Oh my gosh! When you look and down then, that hole, his body is split in half. Oh yeah. When Jacob fell, like it is two parts of a human. They both get out. Chris gets uh, just in the nick of time. He raises him up just as you see the uh, whatever this creature is arrive where he was at. They get out of the hole, and I guess somehow the creature climbs up? Yeah, or something. Because they see the creature climbing out of the hole, so they all run through the woods. They get kind of lost because of this heavy snowfall, and they get turned around, and they're kind of trying to get their bearings straight, and the creature attacks Dale. So Chris and Margo keep running. Um, they end up getting to the barn just in time, and they lock the door right as the creature's banging on it from the outside. The creature gets inside the barn. There's kind of a chase scene. The creature ends up... Um, getting Chris, and before it can do anything to him, Margot gets the creature's attention by calling it Sarah. This is somehow... Was that her mom? Sarah, I guess. Margot's mother. She stabs the creature, and it falls down Got him. Um, off the loft. <laughs> so Got Chris him. and Margot run to the van. They get to the van. It's not starting, is it? It won't start. Or, or they can't find the keys. So they realize... The keys are on Dale, who's been one mile back the, the other way. So they get out, they run back to the woods, they find Dale, they get the keys off of him. The bell at this point is ringing. Oh um, my gosh! Impossibly fast on the on the church building. It's almost like a a a weird trip. Yeah, they make it back, and basically all hell is broken loose. All of the people, the members of this commune, are like on fire or killing impaled each other. What? Or yeah, they're just running around. Dead or dying or both. Do we know why? Nope. <laughs> They're just on fire. Right. <laughs> the house is on fire. They make it back to the van. They're trying to get it to start. Of course, it's the won't start, won't start, won't start. They finally get it uh, to start as they're getting attacked and the, the people are breaking out the windows, right? And they drive away. And they, they get away. You're kind of expecting them not to get away. But they get away. And we cut to... Uh, police footage pulling up to the house. Oh, yeah. The officer finds all these dead bodies. He hears crying. It sounds like a baby crying coming from inside the barn. So he goes inside. Don't do it. And it is Samuel facing away from him without a shirt on that is somehow making a crying sound like a baby. That was a little off-putting. 
he stands up. The officer has his, his gun drawn on Samuel, and Samuel just turns around and stares at him, and the officer shoots himself. What? We get footage of another police car coming as backup. As we just get the footage from his car as Samuel's walking out of the barn. He has his gun drawn, tells Samuel to stop. Samuel keeps walking right toward him. The officer turns the gun to his head and shoots himself. Samuel gets inside the police car and drives away off the property, turns out onto the road. To some old-timey song. Yeah, we get some Kentucky bluegrass music Is that what that was? here on the radio. Okay. Sounds like it. Roll credits. This movie sucked. <laughs> that is all I'm going to say. I've never given a movie an F before. You're going F. We're jumping right into the cinema grades, huh? Wow. You're going to go F, huh? Yeah, it's an F. It's not even related to the other ones, and then it was so... If you want to consider this a slow burn, then this was probably one of the... Slowest. I am uh, a notoriously bad grader, and I'm going to go C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Yeah. It, it worked for me, and I, I, I can understand why it didn't for some people. There was a lot that actually wasn't explained, but for some reason, it it drew me in, and I, I, I definitely wanted to continue on. There's some, there's some horror movies, or any movies, that I'm just like, okay, this just needs to get over. All right, so next to Ken 2 is going to be better. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not related to the paranormal activity. That was my biggest beef, to be honest with you, was this was just a standalone thing. Like, this this really wasn't, other than, I mean, there's some supernatural stuff happening, but not even a lot. But there's some supernatural stuff happening, and it's kind of found footage. Hmm. I mean, it is found yeah, footage. Yeah, right. But then again, f- at f- well, you can count on one hand how many paranormal things occurred. Maybe. Yeah. So that's why I'm giving it. Uh, you should have just named named it like you said, next of kin, rather than paranormal next of kin, because it's like, oh, well, it wasn't really ghosts related. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more. I mean, it really was. This was more of like cult activity, demonic. You know what? This reminded me of much, much more than a a paranormal activity movie. Um, the Last Exorcism. Oh, oh yeah, that was good. I watched that with you, John Tell. I feel like was that this with was the, the pastor. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I feel like this was much closely related to that film than to a paranormal activity movie. Craig I agree. can't give a cinema grade here because he's not seen it. Yeah. Will you watch it though, Craig? Have we have we enticed you enough to watch the movie? Yeah. Or are you pass. I think I'll. I, I think I will watch it just to say I've seen it because I've seen all the other ones. So I win and so. JT loses. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I didn't I say that. Know, this movie sucked. <laughs> so, whatever grade you give it. We've already you know what? Just for that, John Tell, I'm giving you an A. <laughs> no, no, you can't do that. You can't. <laughs> yes. Do, you went the polar opposite of what I did. Exactly. First off, I might be overselling it a little bit if you're giving it an A. <laughs> I'm definitely overselling it. And at one point, John Stamos <laughs> comes out. It was an out, enjoyable, but... scary movie, I thought. But I am a much bigger fan of slow burn horror movies than than probably your average horror movie fan. So that mm. and John Tell is notoriously not. John Tell wants to jump right into the action, right into the scary stuff. So if you're more like that, you probably will be like him and, and won't enjoy this movie. But I, I'm kind of a, a sucker for the slow burn. I, I'm very willing to be patient in a, in a horror movie. So I do like sl- slow burns. I understand what you're saying. I like them mm-hmm. as long as they pay off. Yeah. Like sometimes <laughs> you sit there and you watch it and it's just like, come on, come on. Right. And it's just like credits. The juice or, wasn't worth was the squeeze. Exactly. What were we watching? Where that was, was like, two hours of my life. Drinking the water. He was like, oh, come on. Yeah. What was liar, that? Liar, liar. Liar, liar. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. That's exactly how I felt. <laughs> Even once it got to like when it was actually not good, but like better than it was. 
That's how I felt. <laughs> Come on! So, fans of this movie, did we did we do it justice? The movie didn't do itself justice. Those of justice. you that requested, those of you that have just seen the movie, send us a comment, let us know. Even if it's not nice, we'll take it. That's fine. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to our channel. You will get updates as soon as we launch new content. Just so you know. It takes three seconds right now. Click subscribe. And Three, just so you two, know, if, you're subscribed. That's it. That's all you had to do. If you want to suggest a movie, you can do it anonymously. There's some constructive criticism in there. We'll take it. Thanks to those of you that have uh, dropped us a like, that have, have reached out to us. But no way you can help our podcast any more than just hitting that subscribe button. Yep. Unless you want to write us a check. That worked. Oh, huh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> a check. I can write you a check. I can write you a check. <laughs> I thought you wanted cash. <laughs> but short of giving us money. You can hit that subscribe button. That's as good as money, sir. Yes. Those are IOUs. <laughs> Speak my way on to that one. Till next time, stay tuned. Stay scared. Thanks for dropping by. See ya. See ya.